This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? I'm good. I actually have to get going soon because I have to run away, take a stranger's car, and apparently save my wife from a guy who kidnapped her, but we're really not quite sure what's going on. Oh, man. Details are forthcoming. That sounds like a pretty stressful situation. Yeah. Your name wouldn't happen to be Brent Magna by any chance, would it? God, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is episode number 64 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Getaway. If you're new to Cinema Fix, basically this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers, so if you've seen the movie and you would appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. This week we're going to be discussing Getaway! Monica, please tell our listeners what this movie is about. Getaway was directed by Courtney Solomon, and it follows the story of a retired race car driver named Brent Magna, played by Ethan Hawke, who arrives home one day to find that his wife has been kidnapped. A phone call from a mysterious man instructs him to steal a car with cameras mounted everywhere inside, and then to smash into everything he sees. When a teenage carjacker, played by Selena Gomez, inadvertently tags along for the ride, it's a race against time to rescue Brent's wife while causing tons of wanton destruction. Here's a clip. This is part one of our episode on Getaway, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some general thoughts on the movie. I am starting the clock now. Monica! Yes? Was this an exciting getaway to the movies, or did you just want to get away from the movies? <laughs> my my answer that I came up with was, this damsel was in distress, and all I wanted to do was to get <laughs> away from this ugly-ass film. <laughs> and that's my quote. That's the my pull quote for the poster. 
All I wanted to do was get away from this ugly-ass film, Monica Castillo. I like it. It pretty much sums up all of my feelings for this movie. I think I gave it one and a half star. And the only reason why I even got a whole star was because, ooh, they smash cars. So, what exactly did you not like about this film? It was ugly. It was filmed with the little handheld recorders or so, or the little cameras that they mounted in the car for most of the film. And then, inexplicably, they also filmed with the same shitty cameras outside of the car. Yes. So, it looks like it was shot on someone's, you know, Sony Handycam, which was the same problem that I had with End of Watch. Well, okay, the premise of this movie is that he steals a car that has cameras everywhere inside, and I was under the impression that these cameras were also on the outside in certain places. They magically are in every nook and cranny of uh, Bulgaria. Like, how does that work? And, like, they also go into the cop cars, and then, like, every time the cop car goes down a flight of stairs, it looks really digital, and blown up on the big screen, it looks like... Yeah, most of the action seems to have been shot through these really small, cheap handheld cameras that are attached to uh, the car. Keep that experimental in the avant-garde. I don't want it. (laughs) My mainstream movie. Really? You think that's experimental? Is the concept of using the cameras that are everywhere that could capture motion and action everywhere. But then, again, blown up on the big screen and given a lot of action to capture, it just looked awful. Yeah, I think this was a really, really interesting idea that did not pay off, and it does look ugly, especially when combined with such hyper-kinetic editing. Oh, and those zooms. You know how I have problems with those super zooms all of a sudden? Just, like, keep zooming, keep zooming. And there's one point where they're, like, zoom into the car wheel, zoom into this uh, steering wheel, zoom into this part of the car. And then it goes inside of the car to Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez, and it's like, zooms into Selena Gomez. (laughs) She's not doing anything. She's petrified on the corner, but for some reason, they felt the need to zoom into her face. Yeah, I think the average duration of each shot in this movie is a second or less. (laughs) Less, yeah. It's just Crazy. I mean, every caricature you have of modern action movies and how they're made, I believe someone over at Press Play just published a new video essay all about how modern action editing has become super convoluted. Mm -hmm. This person called it uh, chaos cinema. Yeah. That is getaway in a nutshell. I think there's still some good action editing out there. I saw The Grandmaster recently, and that is really controlled camera movement, choreography, taking into consideration that you have to capture this on on a camera. This was not that. They choreographed it, and then they stuck cameras everywhere, and we'll see what we get. Right. Ethan Hawke looks pretty bored through most of the film. Yeah, he's not exactly scared that his wife is (laughs) kidnapped by a potential, like, mobster. We don't really, like, find out about his character that much. His shady background, we just, like, supposed to take it as, oh, he has a past, all right? From the very beginning, this feels like a straight-to-DVD movie, where he walks into his house, and they're, like, doing all these crazy camera filters. They're flashing back to black-and-white stuff of his wife getting kidnapped. Also, flashing back to things that he hasn't seen, just saying. Yes, but he's putting the pieces together, Monica, because he's a smart person. And then the funny thing is it also flashes back into other parts of the movie, where he's, like afraid of what's going on it is kind of like you didn't see it man (laughs) yeah you mentioned selena gomez she is hilarious 
in this movie. I cannot decide if she's just giving an awful performance or if the direction is mainly to blame because her character makes no sense. She's like this teenage girl who's an expert on cars and like international finance. And, you know, breaking internet stuff. Yes, and a hacker. It's like every cliche ever where there's a female character who suddenly knows a lot about a supposedly quote-unquote guy topic, except she knows everything about every guy topic. (laughs) Well said. But then, can I, I don't know if this is really spoilery or anything, but I had a big problem with the whole save all the dames premise. Yeah, we we can talk about that some in part two. I'll leave it there then. It's really weird how they handle the female characters, like... The wife, his wife really isn't a character, but they will, they will frequently cut away just to show her, you know, being thrown around or hit or yeah. something, and she'll be traumatized. That is literally all yeah. she does in the movie, and it just feels really random, like the, like they're just trying to remind us, oh, remember guys, his wife's still out there, and this is what he's doing all this for. Dumb. It's, it's really dumb. But getting back to Selena Gomez, She's hilarious. I think at least 50% of her lines are just exclamations like, don't, or slow down, or <gasps> there's like, there's several random shots of her just gasping. <gasps> it's nothing but reaction shots. It is hilarious because I just kept thinking, how many more reaction shots can you have? Zoom in with her face frozen <laughs> and horror. <laughs> Which is an exact mirror of my face watching that movie. Yes. The last thing I will say about Getaway, and this is something we're going to talk about more in part two, Monica. I think that the script was going for something different. I think this script and this concept is actually really interesting. What? I was going to say, none of this is cliched whatsoever. Here's the thing. It's too cliched. The movie is, like, so cliched. And so bad, and you've got all this stuff with cameras, and it's all about this nameless guy basically directing Ethan Hawke to go action, action, action. I think you could read the script and interpret it as it's meant to be satirical. It's meant to be a critique of modern Hollywood blockbusters. I think you could argue it's meant to do for the action genre what Cabin in the Woods did to the horror genre. Well, that was not what I saw at all. (laughs) <laughs> well, that is what I was. I got just because I was watching the movie and going, this is too much. This is too cliche. So maybe poor script writers Sean Finnegan and Greg Maxwell Parker meant to do something greater, but then it fell in the hands of Courtney Solomon, and screw that. Yes, Courtney Solomon is responsible for directing masterpieces like Dungeons and & Dragons and An American Haunted. How is this guy still getting jobs and I'm fighting for employment? <laughs> but the writers, uh, Sean Finnegan and Greg Maxwell Parker, they this is actually their first big script that they've worked on. So I don't want to write them off just yet and be like, well, they obviously weren't going for anything better. Mm-hmm. Because I got the impression watching this movie that they were. And we'll talk about that more in part two. So I'm kind of impressed by some elements of the script, but overall the execution, you're right. It's just really, really ugly, and I'm not sure that that's what the director was aiming for. Maybe he thought it was cool. Maybe so. I'm writing this off as just a September dump movie. Okay. It's just the beginning of that. I'm going to agree with you that it's pretty terrible, but I'm going to say that it is possibly trying to be something a little bit deeper. Yeah, I'd like to hear more of your theory on this, because I do not buy that for a hot second. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for part one of our discussion of Getaway here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two for a much more in-depth look at the film. And don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing Riddick. It's for you, listeners. It's all for you. I've seen both the Riddick movies. I've managed to miss them. They are not terrible. They are interesting. I will say that. Uh, we would love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekvideo.com or comment on the website at filmgeekvideo.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the program. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place, Avenging Angels, Navigating the Newsroom, and your new show, Monica, The Nerdy Projectors. Mm-hmm. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter and Tumblr under Movies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I Movies. You can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. You can find some of my writing at moviemezzanine.com and pathios.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at WriterAndrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week being high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!